I am so grateful you are here. But before you listen to the episode, I want to give you a forewarning. In this episode, we dive deep into my past and my history and pivotal moments in my life. We talk about addiction and eating disorders and abuse and challenging toxic relationships. So if any of those things feel a little too raw and tender for you right now, maybe this isn't the best episode to listen to. I Even for me, it was a little triggering and traumatic to share these parts of my story. But this is my truth, and I hope that by hearing, you are able to find hope and strength and maybe even inspiration. So I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome, fellow humans and healers, to the very first episode of Transcend with Tay. Let's start with a little time and space update. I It is the morning of 11-11-2021. I am recording this very first episode on the morning of launch day in true Tay fashion. And I don't know about you, but I am a recovering perfectionist. And if I leave myself too much time to complete a task or a project or to not complete a task or project, let's be honest, I get so in my head about it. And I critique and nitpick every little thing. And so for me, pressure equals flow. When I put a time constraint on myself and do things last minute, for whatever reason, it helps me drop into the space and create the energy. And because of that pressure, I'm able to tap into a new level of presence and flow and excitement almost because I'm doing it last, like I'm doing it, the day, it's the day up, right? Like, hello, it's the day of launching this dream, birthing this dream into the world. And I am so excited, but I am also terrified and I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm here. And that's really what I want you to take from this is that none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> Nobody knows, and we're all just trying to figure it out. And so I want to invite you to come along on this journey with me. I would be lying if I said that the fears of failing or other people's opinions haven't held me back from pursuing this. I (laughs) have had this dream on my heart for almost two years. But it wasn't until the last few months and this year of (laughs) massive life shifts and identity and ego deaths and so many things, which we'll get into, that I really felt I had an aligned mission and vision to create this and to share this with you and with my community and maybe one day with the world. But the fear of staying where I was, finally, (laughs) two years later, it outweighed the fear of failing. It outweighed the fear of trying something new. It outweighed the fear of getting uncomfortable and putting myself out there. And I think a lot of us can relate to this, this space in between of one life and another life or a transition that you're experiencing. For me, I've always had this inner knowing and these dreams on my heart, these nudges 
that I've felt deeply in my gut and in my body that I was meant to do something so much greater. And for so long and many different things, which I'm gonna go into different pivotal moments in my life where these spaces in between propelled me forward and I let them be the portal to a new reality, to transcend to a new space. And so here I am, (laughs) listening to that inner knowing, finally taking action on this dream, committed to showing up messy. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Again, I'm going to say that a lot of times. I've not watched, I've listened to some different podcast episodes about launching your own podcasts. I listen to hours of podcasts a day. I love to learn. I love to learn and connect with humans. It's two of my favorite things. Um, But I didn't watch any YouTube videos. I didn't take a course. I'm just here, just doing it, figuring it out, failing forward along the way. And I'm inviting you to come along on this journey with me. (laughs) And before we jump in and dive into the mission and the vision of this podcast and a little journey through the evolution of Tay, I wanted to thank you, to thank you for being here with me, for supporting me on this journey in any way that you have. Um, Many of you are tuning in or have been following along through Instagram. And I just want you to know I am so grateful for that community to share this space with you and so excited to share this this podcast, this dream, this vision, this new community that we're creating with you. And however you found it, I'm just so grateful that you're here and I can't wait to dive in a little deeper. So when I said that it took me, you know, two years to really have an aligned mission and vision for the podcast, the reason I am here and sharing this and creating this is because I felt that I have lacked a safe space and container to really get curious and ask questions and explore and discuss different taboo topics that not many people talk about. So I wanted to create this space and it truly is my mission to break the taboo and share the messy behind the scenes, the real and the raw, to help you feel less alone. But most importantly, to give you new tools for your toolbox and inspire you to make a positive change and together to raise the collective frequency. So let's get started. I want to give you a little insight on the evolution of Tay and getting to where I am today and to be recording this episode and birthing this vision into the world. So, hi, I'm Tay Taylor. I'm 27 years old. I'm an Aries. Um, I am from a small town in Illinois. I have lived here my whole life, for majority, most of my life. Um, I am the oldest sibling of four, um, and I have a younger sister who's one of my best friends, Sarah, and she's, I think, 24. And then two younger brothers, um, significantly younger brothers. Um, And I think it's important to revisit some of the earlier moments in my life while 
nerve wracking to share some of these things with you. I'm not going to go into deep detail, but these are some of the things we're going to be talking about on the podcast. And I think it is so important to share my story because I am who I am because of the things I have experienced. And I'm really fucking proud of the woman that stands here today. But I've had a lot of hard things happen to me in my life, as I'm sure you have too. And I want to share my story to empower you and help you see that your story is your superpower if you can make peace with it and if you can show up in a way today that makes you proud. You aren't where you came from. You aren't who you've been at any moment you can make a decision and choose to show up differently, to be someone else, to embody something new. And there's been many spaces in between that I've made that decision and many deaths and rebirths. I mean, in this year alone, (laughs) in this year alone, but through the evolution. So let's dive in. When I was younger, I had a pretty rough upbringing, not in the sense that we struggled for money or that I wasn't taken care of, which I'm so grateful because obviously it could always be worse. And, you know, that's something no matter what your circumstances are, it always could be worse. So always finding gratitude in in the journey, in the circumstance. Um, So had a rough upbringing, um, grew up in a home that didn't have a healthy example of love, of communication, of a relationship in general, Um, and experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of abuse, um, really like high and lows, high highs, low lows. Um, And that resulted, thankfully, um, in my parents' divorce um, when I was in early high school, which I have a very different perspective on divorce because divorce, in my opinion, it saved my life. It saved my family. We're all better people because of it. And, you know, I have a really different perspective on marriage based on my upbringing. Um, And I think so many people just get married so young and before they really know themselves or before they've healed themselves and, and they bring all their trauma and baggage. And even if you've healed yourself, you still have those things, right? But at least you have awareness of them and maybe the tools to communicate and to heal and grow together. But especially, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whenever your parents were married, (laughs) they probably didn't have that awareness, you know, healing and trauma and triggers like those were self-help, mental health, like those weren't things people talked about. And I find that many people settle and end up being really unhappy because whoever they chose isn't someone willing, truly willing to grow with them. And, or maybe they change. And I just think it's crazy that our society has this perspective that you're supposed to find the one like early and get married and stay together forever, which is a beautiful concept. But we're human. We're constantly evolving and changing. And at least I hope, right? Um, And so I guess like my perspective on divorce is it's okay to outgrow something. It's okay to want something new. And, you know, I'm not trying to give any relationship advice right now, but for me, divorce was the best thing, as I mentioned, that ever happened to my family. And, um, you know, experiencing growing up in a um, pretty toxic home environment, 
um, resulted in a lot of <laughs> um, inability to cope for me and not feeling safe, feeling out of control, um, you know, so many things. Um, and when my parents finally separated and, um, you know, of course, I live in a small town, so everyone knows and um, everyone's business is other people's business. And there were a lot of really challenging aspects to that. But I was also at the age where I was probably like 15, 16. And I was in high school, right? I was never a goodie. I never was super focused on school, on grades. Um, I like to party. Like, let's just be really honest. And I got caught up with the wrong crowd, especially in a really challenging time in my life. And I sought out, I sought out coping. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Comfort. I sought out comfort through alcohol, through drugs. And this is a part of my story I've never really talked about, but this is a pivotal piece in my journey and what has led me here. In high school, I would identify myself as a drug addict, not for the entirety, but for a solid year plus of my life, I spent drowning the pain with drugs and with alcohol. Um, I don't really feel comfortable yet to go into deep detail with this. This is still something that obviously I've never talked about it on my Instagram, so it still does hold a lot of pain. And while I have released the shame and the guilt for the decisions that I made and the person that I was, it still is tender. Um, and it was so bad to the point that I was, um, you know, using different harder substances on a regular, almost daily basis. Um, and I was not taking care of myself. I was super low energy. I wasn't eating well or eating much at all. Um, it got to the point where I had to, I went to the doctor um, and they sent me for an emergency blood transfusion uh, because I was like dangerously anemic. Like I kept kind of like passing out. And um, at the time, my mom, I mean, she knew I was, <laughs> you know, partying a little too much probably, but you know, she thought and they thought it was because of my celiacs, which I have celiacs. I was diagnosed when I was two, which basically means I'm gluten intolerant. And um, I, I just spilled my water. Not editing that out. <laughs> That's okay. Now I have water all over me. This is the real in the raw. Um, okay. Anyway, so they thought that it was because I had been eaten, eating gluten, which I had been eating gluten at that time because, again, I was partying and didn't care really about my health and didn't understand the importance of it. Um, but it was, it was a real wake-up call when I started having to have blood transfusions weekly. And I kind of started to separate myself from the group of friends that I had. Um, because when you get caught in the wrong crowd, like oftentimes the people you spend your time with and surround yourself with are who you become. And I knew I didn't want to become those people and they're wonderful people, right? But a lot of them are still, still 10 years later, plus still stuck in that space. Um, and so with my drug addiction and part of that started also because of how I viewed my body and this desire to be thin, this obsession to be thin, right? And so when you're doing uppers all the time, obviously you're not hungry. So while I was able to overcome and gradually kind of stop using drugs, I 
developed a pretty intense eating disorder. And mind you, I'm like 16, 17 in high school, a normal teenager, just like wanting to fit in who lacks confidence in herself and is so susceptible to these super unrealistic ideals of what women, young women should look like. And I found, again, control through food. And for me, um, that looked like binging and purging. And that was something that I did every day, obsessing over food, fear of, you know, getting fat, um, which these things sound crazy to me now, but I didn't know then. And you still might not know that now, right? Like you may still struggle with something like this, with whether it be, you know, it can be the littlest thing, you know, addiction comes in all flavors. <laughs> um, but I just didn't know any better. And thankfully, I don't want to like go into that for too long. That may be another episode, but I was able to overcome and that was maybe, like I said, a year of my life. Um, and I finally had this desire to like get it right. <laughs> like this has, there has to be another way, right? There has to be another way. Um, I felt so lost and tired and I just wanted to feel good in my body. Um, and so this is when I kind of started my awareness around my health journey and paying more attention to what I put into my body and exercising more regularly. Actually, I think at this time, my sister and I started a 21 day fix DVD. Um, I think it was my senior year. And it's just so funny to look back on because that was, you know, we didn't know it then, but such a beautiful indicator of what would be to come later. Um, so anyways, high school, those were two of the really three, the divorce, drug addiction, my eating disorder that I really struggled through um, in those earlier years. And they're a really important part of my story and who I am today. Um, and after high school, oh, I did want to mention, as you can probably imagine, grades, academia never was something I cared about. Like I got by in school, but I... I did, didn't enjoy school per se, um, and I didn't ever care about like being the top of the class or like getting A on anything. Like I just was there to just like do it, and I had no idea what I wanted to do when I went to college. Um, so that kind of leads me to I did go to a community college for two years, which was a great experience for me. Um, and I was the – so mind you, during this time, um, high school, college, I always worked. Like until uh, when I was old enough, like 14, 15, before that, maybe I was working and all throughout high school and college I had, I was mostly a server in different, um, in a few different serving jobs. Um, but there were many times where I had two or three different gigs on the side. I nannied, I, um, like second shot photography at weddings, which is something I still love, um, and I mean, obviously, I love children still as well. Um, so I went to community college just to kind of like figure out what I wanted to do because I still had no idea. Um, and after two years of that with getting my associate's degree, I still kind of had no idea. So I took a year off and um, like worked a lot, um, saved saved money, um, and I got my own place, which um, – that's fun to kind of reminisce back on. Um, but in that year, I ended up meeting um, my ex-partner and I was like ready to kind of finish my degree um, and move forward and kind of get started on my life, keep checking the boxes because um, that was always something that I, you know, I always was like, all right, go to school, get the degree, get the job, 401k, you know, this path will bring me happiness. Well, we'll get there. But um, 
So I, I met my ex-partner and him and I decided to move to Bloomington where I would finish my degree and he would start his career there. Um, and I absolutely loved Illinois State. I got my degree in organizational and leadership communication, which I still use to this day. And that's really the reason I chose that degree because I still didn't know like what career path I wanted to follow. Like I always knew I loved people and helping people, um, but I still like just didn't know myself well enough to like know what that dream, like some people, like my sister, she's always known she wanted to be a nurse. Like, and now she's a nurse and she travels and she's living in Austin and she's killing it. And I'm so fucking proud of you, Sarah. Um, but like, I've never known, I've, I never knew until now, but I'm like, I'm still like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Like, it's this constant evolution. And I kind of love that about myself that I don't like try to fit into any one mold or title. Like I am, it, it is fluid, you know, I don't want to be tied down to one thing or not be able to change my mind. Um, and so I got my degree in communication. I um, graduated in three semesters, I believe. I wasn't there to party. I didn't, you know, I didn't, I made some friends, but like I wasn't, that wasn't my priority. I wasn't in a sorority. Um, I was working a serving job. I was nannying. I was, I actually at that point in time got my first little taste of network marketing and I was really excited. That put a really, I mean, that's, that kind of is what led me to what I do today. Um, but I ended up graduating and um, started looking for big girl jobs. Um, I moved back home to Champaign. I accepted an offer for um, as an event coordinator at a nonprofit in my hometown. And um, I it was everything I wanted, 401k benefits, like, you know, the starting salary. Um, and I still to this day have like only good things to say about that experience. It was so incredible. I, I their mission, um, the team, the kiddos, you know, it really was, it was wonderful. Um, but it was also through training um, because so this um, organization served the community as a whole, but I mean, the main focus was children who had experienced like extreme abuse, neglect, um, and many of them like lived in our residential center. So were like taken out of their homes. Um, and that resonated so deeply with me, having experienced some pretty adverse um, um, circumstances as a child. Um, and I just, I related to them so deeply and um, it was a really beautiful space for me to be. Um, and it was the first time that I ever learned about trauma-informed care. And this is a really important part of my story because it was the first time in my life, and I think I was 23 years old, that I ever understood and explored my past with curiosity instead of shame. Um, I carried a lot of shame and guilt for the decisions I made and the person I was and a lot of anger to what I went through and experienced. Um, and trauma-informed care is this idea of, so often we look at people who maybe they have behavioral issues or commun lack communication skills or make really bad decisions and hurt people or whatever it may be. And we look at them and we're like, what is wrong with you? Like, why would you do that? And it was the first time that I had ever had it reframed in my mind of what happened to you? Like, what happened to you in your life that makes you this way? that makes you this person that you are. Um, and it really was a beautiful invitation for me to revisit my past and the decisions I made and to make peace and understand that I wasn't born this way. Like I'm not bad. No one is innately born bad. Like I believe all of us are good. 
but some of us have such deep wounds and traumas traumas and haven't healed yet and so that reflects outward in the world and yeah so it was this really beautiful awakening of understanding my past and making it was kind of this in-between moment of like okay cool like i can choose something different like i am building something different and i felt a lot of pride in like getting my first full-time job and you know it was like my dream job when i finally had figured out what i wanted to do right um and so i started this new big girl job and um I I did love it in the beginning, but it didn't take long for the excitement to wear off. <laughs> I I mean, I couldn't wait to have, you know, the consistent schedule, the eight to five, the consistent paycheck. Um, you know, like I thought that checking those boxes was going to bring me happiness. And then as I was in it, I quickly realized that I felt unfulfilled. I felt kind of stuck. And I looked around and I was like, is this, is this it? Is this what I've been (laughs) working so hard towards? I've been so excited for. And it just, I felt a disconnect. And I kind of felt that like inner voice and knowing of like, you were meant to do something more, something greater, like your own dream, your own vision. And more than anything, I just... (sighs) time and space freedom has always been the most important thing to me. Like, I don't care how much money I have or what work I do, but I want to have time and space freedom. And so being stuck inside a fluorescent lit, like freezing cold office, even though I have my own office with a window, like, I mean, I had the hookup, you guys. And so it was this space of like, I guess I'm not there yet. Okay. So as I like kind of felt this nudge to start to explore different avenues to kind of keep me excited, um, I had this beautiful opportunity, which I had this time I was working out consistently at a gym. However, I was doing like hour long group fitness classes and I was just like obsessed with exercise and food still controlled my every thought. I would read all the, all the nutrition labels. I like, I did not have a healthy mindset when it came to food or exercise or my body, like very bad body dysmorphia of yeah. So I was like exercising, if I'm being honest, to the point of injury. Like I had so many little injuries this year, like that year, um, with what I was doing. And so I had this opportunity um, to become bar certified and be a part of a launch um, for a new yoga studio in my hometown, which, um, was a dream come true and something I always wanted to do, um, because I had always done like group fitness classes with my mom growing up and in college and, and all the things. Um, and so I got my bar certification and started teaching group fitness, which was, so incredible. Like I loved it. It really pushed me, but also mind you, I was working my full-time job, um, doing this on the weekend, building like choreography, um, learning how to like get in front of a class and teach an hour long choreographed, like bar class, like what? Um, so it really stretched me, but it, it brought it like, brought me to life, Um, like challenging myself in this new way and like finally pursuing this dream after so many years of like knowing that it was something I wanted to do, but never taking action on it and being like, oh, well, you know, like maybe one day, right? I'm sure you guys can relate to that. Um, But so through getting bar certified and starting to teach, you know, in the mornings and in the evening before, um, you know, I'd go to my eight to five job. I honestly started thinking like I could leave this eight to five. I could teach group fitness full time. Um, you know, I, I didn't want to sit at a desk. I wanted to be active. I was like, I could work out all day. This would be amazing. Um, but like I was working out like 
multiple days a week on my own and then teaching multiple days a week. And my body was like deteriorating. Like it was so hard on my body. And I'm like, I don't, I would have to teach like 30 classes a week to be able to sustain myself and support myself. Um, and then I was like, but I would have to do that at multiple different studios. Cause there's no, no studio that I could teach 30 classes a week at, uh, and that would mean a ton of commuting and like you're not paid for your commuting time. You are not paid for the time that it takes to create the like workouts, the chore choreography. Um, and so I, I very quickly kind of decided that that was not the path for me, but I knew that I wanted to be in the health and fitness industry. I knew that I wanted more time and space freedom. And this is when I started to understand the concept of like, lifestyle and career goals aligning, right? Like, yes, I wanted these things within my career, but more than that, I wanted time and space freedom. I didn't want to have to sit in an office. I didn't want to have to be there from eight until five. Like I wanted more flexibility and freedom in my life. I wanted more to take more than one vacation a year. I wanted to be able to take a random afternoon off and not have to ask my boss and be told no, or like kind of get a, you know, a short pissy answer, which that sounds kind of mean, but it's true, you know? And like, I wanted to be in control of my life and my destiny and how I spent my time. Um, and so I had this bar thing going on the side and I, was really feeling that itch and that nudge. It was, it was starting to, that voice was becoming very loud. <laughs> and I started following this random girl on Instagram, which to you, I, to many of you, I'm probably that random girl you started following on Instagram. Um, and I saw her living my dream life. I saw her in incredible health, um, shining, radiating into the world. Amy, I love you. <laughs> so grateful for you. And I didn't know what the hell she was doing, but I knew I wanted to be a part of it. And I didn't really care what it took because I saw this opportunity as the vehicle. So this is when I started my second network marketing business. <laughs> and this was another transitional time in my life and kind of that in between of the fear of staying the same and the fear, you know, that outweighing the fear of doing something different, you know? Um, and I, for the first time, truly felt like this was it. Like, this is what I was meant to do. Um, so I started with my business, pouring into my own health and fitness journey. I started my first fitness program from home, 20 minutes a day. It was a six-week program. I got incredible results. I was waking up early in the morning to get my workout in. And also, mind you, I was teaching group fitness and working out in the evenings when I didn't teach group fitness. So I wouldn't get home until like seven o'clock. And I had to leave my house at like early in the morning too. So it's like, I literally felt like I had less than an hour of time to myself in a day. And I was just burning on both ends, like so burnt out, so tired, like so sick of feeling like I had no control or say over my days. Like I was just going through the motions. And so I started building this business. I went, I started pouring into myself and my health and my personal development, reading personal development books, which was the first time I had done that really. Um, and building this business, sharing on social media, kind of like how I'm starting this podcast and just like, all right, I'm doing it. Like, that's what I started doing on Instagram. And I look back at like two, three years ago, those first videos and like me sharing this and I just, it's cringy, but I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of every version of Taylor who showed up even when she didn't know. And just never gave up. Like I never gave up and it's why I'm still here today. And so I really started to find myself again through finding a healthier and more sustainable and enjoyable health and fitness routine. If I'm being honest, it was the first time that I really started to like feel like I gained control over my food and it no longer had control over me. I was 
seeing incredible results and strength and my mind was starting to feel free again, which I don't know if again is the right word because I don't know that it ever really had. Um, and so I, through building this business, um, you know, made incredible friends, built an incredible community, started supporting other women on their journey, cha them changing their lives. And that has led today to this beautiful team and community that we have of women just empowering women and me sharing the tools and the tools that changed and saved me. Um, and so about a year, less than a year into that, starting my network marketing business, I, um, I decided to leave the good enough, you know, the job that I had um, to build something so much greater. And that was terrifying. Like these, to this day, one of the scariest decisions that I ever made, but I knew in my heart that it was right. And I knew like my mental health was struggling so much. I was built, I had this business that was fucking rocking it. Um, I was working that like 40 hours a week, 30 to 40 hours a week. I was teaching group fitness on the side. Um, and I was working my 40 hour a week full-time business. Like I was hustling and hustling and hustling, but I also had never felt more alive. I had never had more energy. I had never been more confident. I had never been happier. So I just want to share that with you because like, well, it's not true. I had not never been happier. I was so stressed, <laughs> um, but I was so excited because I had really built, like I had built this for myself, right? Like with no one's help, but my own I made this dream a reality and I lived, I left my eight to five. I put in my resignation. I started working from home full time at that point. Um, shortly after I ended up leaving bar, be, like teaching bar because it just didn't align with what I was trying to create. Um, and it just didn't really bring me joy anymore. Um, and that's, yeah. So through that time, I continued to build my business and it was a really hard time because now I didn't have the safety net. I didn't have the plan B, anything to fall back on. Um, and <laughs> I felt a lot of stress and pressure and responsibility. And I was so focused on achieving and rank and finances and I was operating in a space, a very masculine space, um, super type A, super anal. I didn't like to play. I didn't like to have fun. I liked to work. I wanted to work. I wanted to reach this dream and keep, I kept like, I kept achieving and our team hit, you know, the top leadership rank in the company last year. Um, you know, we were like top 300 out of 400,000 coaches in the, in our network. Um, and I still like, didn't feel that sense of like, I've made it, you know, maybe you can relate to that, like doing all the things, checking all the boxes and it never being enough, never being enough. Um, and so that kind of leads me to this year, 2021, obviously 2020 was <laughs> global pandemic. <sighs> I was really grateful that I already worked from home and had the security of my career job that I had built. But I got to 2021 and having just kind of survived a global pandemic, although I would argue it still is going on and not even yet the worst of it, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, I was planning to move to Florida with my current partner. We had been together for six years um, and despite that inner voice and knowing, I continued to push forward. I always knew that we weren't the right match. Our relationship was very toxic, very high and low. And many of you don't know that because I created this beautiful persona 
online of what my relationship really was. And don't get me wrong, like (laughs) it was, there were beautiful parts and I will always love, I will always love him. Like we spent so much time together. How could I not love and respect him and be so grateful for what I learned and how we grew together, you know? Um, And I only ever want like what's best for, for the people that I love. Um, but like, we both always knew we tried so hard. We did therapy. We, we worked on our communication. Like we, we worked so hard at it and it really just came down to the point of like, it shouldn't always be this hard. Like every year our anniversary would become come around and it's like, okay, is this year going to be different? Like, or should we like stop now? And finally getting to the sixth year almost six year. I just couldn't do it anymore. It was, it carried so much weight. It took up so much space. It was so much to carry. And I felt imprisoned in it almost. Like it was just this toxic cycle. And I was getting ready to leave for a trip that I earned through my company. Um, And he was supposed to go with me. (laughs) And we had a really big fight. And I'll spare you the details because it's also none of your business. (laughs) I love you, but I have to respect the privacy of the people that I love and that have played a part in my story. Um, But he didn't come on the trip. And this was kind of, this was a massive pivotal moment for him to not come. Um, And I called my mom and I was bawling for hours on the phone, (laughs) which was all too familiar to her. Um, And I asked her to come with me. And so she did the day before I left for Mexico. I was like, mom, I have this paid for vacation. Please come with me. Um, And she came with me and it was everything I needed to, I mean, I was so sad when I left, right? Like I had this feeling of like, is this, is this really it? You know, Um, which was terrifying. And I was still holding on. Like I still wasn't a hundred percent sure at that time. And getting out of that space and away from it. Like I always use the analogy. I was so far in the woods. I I couldn't even see the trees. And um, yeah, getting away from it and just having a space to breathe and process and just think about my life. Like if I stay, if I move forward with this, like what does my life look like? And everything in me told me I couldn't stay everything. And it was like the first time in so long that I had listened. And that was a massive, massive shift. Um, And I promised my mom on her life that I wouldn't go back. Uh, It was like, it was really a tough time. That was a huge thing for me to make that decision after six years of staying somewhere and in a relationship that wasn't serving either of us, um, but it was out of comfort. It was out of, I always had this like, well, maybe one day it can be different. Like maybe if we do this, it can be different or he will change or this will change or whatever. And I, I just was so tired of living my life like that. And I came back. Well, while I was in Mexico, I went to Playa del Carmen with my mom and my sister. And I just like instantly it like dropped into my body like you need to be here. Like this is where you're meant to be. And so that day (laughs) I started looking at Airbnbs. I found this beautiful Airbnb. It was totally out of our price range, but I was just so determined. And I was talking, we were at this Mexican restaurant having lunch and I was showing my sister and we were talking through the logistics and she's like, I'm coming with you. (laughs) And I'm so fucking glad that she did. But three weeks later, there we were in this beautiful Airbnb that we had manifested living in Playa del Carmen with five weeks ahead of us in this new city, just the two of us. 
and it was one of the greatest adventures of my life till this day. But more than that, it was a space for me to find healing, for me to recreate a new identity, to dream a new dream, to come back home to myself and to create stability and peace and freedom in my own mind and in my own life, which is something that I had been lacking. And (laughs) I had never allowed myself to be so present and alive and feel so deeply Playa del Carmen will always be home and a sacred place for me because it held me in such a deep, dark space in my life that could have been a deep and dark space in my life, but it instead gave me the space to heal. And... I, as I mentioned, had been operating from such a masculine state, and it was like the first time I ever really tapped into my inner feminine and goddess. I was so alive and so playful and full of life, and it I embodied this new version, this new woman. And I loved her. I really did. I loved her. And I started to have these new dreams of traveling full time and pursuing a nomad lifestyle and just like being on the road. And uh, there are so many things. Um, And so we spent five weeks in Mexico. It was magical as I've said. (laughs) And once I came home, I fell right back into my reality real quick. (laughs) And I had to start packing and getting ready to move out of my house that I shared with my ex-partner and our two kitties. Um, And I kind of felt like I lost a piece. And I just wanted like I lost a piece of me when I left Mexico, but I didn't want to lose her. I wanted to keep her and hold her close and carry her with me, this new version of myself. But there was a lot of grief and a lot of changes and a lot of emotions through this, these few weeks of being home and moving and packing and making the finality like the finality of the situation, right? So there I was again in the space in between the death of one thing and the birth of something new. And even though I had never experienced this deep pain and grief and sadness, I let the pain be the portal. I sat with myself. I let myself cry and be angry and grieve the life that I had that had so quickly been right out from underneath me by my own choice. But it doesn't mean that even when you make that choice and you know it's the right choice for you, that it doesn't hurt. And I always, I always say, choose your heart. It's hard no matter what. It's hard to stay stuck and unhappy and wishing things were different. That's hard. That fucking sucks. It's hard to make excuses. It's hard to live in fear. Like that life is miserable to me. But it's also hard to stand up, to speak your truth, 
to take action on that inner knowing and that nudge and that voice that's telling you to leave, to move forward, to dream a new dream, right? And so it's this beautiful opportunity when we're in this space between. And I'm so grateful for it because every time in the history of my life with all of these pivotal moments and markers, I chose the heart that served me. I chose, I didn't always listen, but over time in enough years and yeah, enough years of not listening and, and doing what society and, you know, other people thought I should do and letting those timelines and expectations and, you know, check boxes. I let those things kind of determine the direction I headed. And it wasn't until this year and experience, experiencing all of these changes and this complete new rebirth that I... I didn't, I've never lost the girl that was, that came to life in Mexico. And I embody her every day, or at least I try. I'm mindful of it. And I feel so tapped in, so in tune, so turned on by my life and this vision and these dreams. I love myself so deeply, so deeply. And I feel that I have, I have done the work and it never ends, but I feel that I've done enough work and I have enough stories and insights and value to share. And that's why I'm creating this podcast. And aside from my own, which this is not a look at me thing, this is a come with me thing, I am connected with some of the most beautiful visionaries and healers and thought leaders and just mm, the most incredible humans who inspire the shit out of me. Some of them, why I'm even here today, like seeing their journey hearing their voice, seeing them stand in their truth and their authenticity with their gifts and sharing them with the world, it's brought me to this place. It's given me the courage to stand in my light and in my truth. And so I'm just another person (laughs) doing the thing that my heart and soul feels called to do. And I hope that that by doing this, I can give you and empower you to do the same. So that is my story. I have no idea how it sounds or, oh man, but that's it. That's my heart. It's the whole truth. There's so much more, which we'll dive into because, again, I believe that our stories are our superpowers. And if we can talk about these things and heal these things and, you know, I want to dive deep into relationships and communication and boundaries and why I feel my feel my relationship failed and how to love yourself and accept yourself more deeply how to make peace with your past how to talk about your trauma and process it how to heal how to heal the trauma of your lineage and break the cycle and mm. I want to talk about all the things that have helped me on my healing journey. I want to bring you the people that have inspired me. I want to create a space for us to share and explore taboo topics and conversations that you might not have feel safe to have with your friend group or your family yet. 
And I really want to encourage you to get curious with me and to maybe choose to see things or try to see things through a different lens to find a little more compassion and love for yourself, for your loved ones, for humanity, people who are different than you. And just inspire you to dive a little deeper in your journey of healing. So together, we can raise the collective frequency. All right, friends, that is a wrap on the first episode of Transcend with Tay. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and being on this journey with me. If you loved this episode or are so stoked for the pod, please share with a friend, leave a review. If you want to follow along, be sure to tune in Mondays and Thursdays for new episodes. I can't wait to hear your takeaways from today. I am sending you so much love and light. Until next time.